Hey folks, welcome to the Live from Tomorrow podcast, a musical comedy about tech and innovation. I am Matt Hooper, the creator of the show, and as you will soon discover, I also play a character named Matt Hooper on the show, through some wild twist of fate. (laughs) This is a five-episode-long series that tells the story of what happens when an entrepreneur launches a new business, and the business happens to be a variety show. This podcast is also produced and very often performed by leaders of the New York City startup ecosystem. Like my similarly named character, I quit my job at a bank to pursue the creation of a variety show called, yes, Live From Tomorrow. I'd say that's just about where the similarities end, but it's also where our adventure begins. In the fall of 2018, in the middle of Manhattan, at a place so familiar to entrepreneurs working to keep things lean, a coffee shop. Please enjoy the very first episode of our show, Live From Tomorrow, Episode 1. We are live from tomorrow. Two small lattes, please. I'm waiting for a friend. Alrighty, let me just ring you up here. Oh boy. What? Good morning, coffee drinkers! Jeez, this guy just started coming in last week and he just, he sings really loud like he's in some Broadway musical. Those enjoying beverages most caffeinated in a shop so fine, I bid you, good morning. That guy? He's my friend. You're friends with the song and dance man? Natasha, hello. Oh, and please, the lattes are on me. Okay, I'll give you the lattes for free if you leave without a whole song and dance again, please. (laughs) Yes, okay. I I appreciate the concern, as your patrons may grow weary of hearing a man sing, dance, kick, and stop his way through the day. Also, coffee shops have become more than citadels of stimulus these days, have they not? They are so very often the workplace, too, especially here in the city of New York. (laughs) Okay, don't encourage him, folks. Just keep your headphones on, drink your lattes. (sighs) Natasha, is it? I'll bring the lattes to your table. Uh, thank you. Matt, what's going on? Natasha, I've asked you to meet me here today because I am a man in transition. This is a fragile moment in my life, and I think that- Is that why you're wearing that top hat and twirling that cane? And I think that with the help of a brilliant business executive like yourself, I can ably navigate the choppy waters of transitional employment. You see, this coffee shop, this is where I come to do my work each day now. Brooklyn Roasting Company. It's delicious, the Wi-Fi is free, there's an open seating plan, and it gets me back to my startup roots. Coffee shops in Brooklyn. We're in Flatiron. Yeah, but the feeling, Natasha. It feels like we've crossed a bridge to get here, doesn't it? An emotional bridge? Plus, people have beards. This is a cafe full of strivers. Everybody in here has an idea that they're passionate about. Ideas for startup companies, ideas for plays, songs. Dorothy, seated to my right here, she's working on a screenplay about the millennial experience. It features a diverse group of 30-year-olds struggling to afford basic goods and services their parents' generation took for granted, drowning under a sea of student loan debt, and all the while, they're morally vexed about reproducing on a dying planet. I, for one, am psyched because I love science fiction. That sounds cool, but can we just... I mean, a a week ago, you were the vice president of open innovation at an investment bank. Yes, yes, absolutely. Leaping into the unknown after years held captive by those golden handcuffs. Some believe you can become unrelatable after so much time in the belly of the corporate beast. Excuse me, ma'am, who do I talk to about getting a menu? And is there a list of lunch specials I might be able to take a peek at? This is a coffee shop. I am a barista. Understood. It's been a while, Natasha. No corporate credit card, no health insurance, no stability. But that's the point. I'm setting forth on an adventure. Did you happen to catch the location of a coat check? I need to hang my cape. Matt, please, tell me more about your business. Well, the business is a show. 
It's called Live From Tomorrow. It's a variety show about innovation. I'm the host, and I work with a great cast of comedians and sketch performers, and we have an amazing band. Here you are. Two lattes. Mm, thank you. Is that a flower in my coffee? Are you a latte artist? The creativity in this coffee shop is electric. Have you defined your target audience? Mm, the target audience is anybody interested in solutions, Natasha. The world has innumerable challenges. Well, how can we define them? That's where Live From Tomorrow comes in. And who's rising to meet these challenges? Guess what? Boom! That's also where Live From Tomorrow comes in. Don't say boom. Sorry. Additionally, innovation is everywhere. I mean, it really, honestly, uncynically is at the core of business transformation. And that's why I'm thrilled you and I are meeting like this, out in the wild. Plus, I can't afford a co-working space. <clears throat> but we're here now to discuss the possibility that you will join this new venture as an advisor. And your first show is tonight? What's it going to have? Songs, skits? Songs, skits, and more. It's totally unique. It's why I quit working at the bank in the first place. To try to explain the world I got to see working in corporate innovation. Through comedy and music, of course. Of course. Folks need to know that there are people trying to innovate even in the most bureaucratic institutions. The good people with innovative visions are everywhere if you just know where to look. is static with more problems and solutions we fear and when solutions take hold they become problems of old like we're stuck in a mirror whose view is rear does power corrupt the ones once moral will ai come for all of our jobs are you strapped with heavy debt worried about the climate or fatigued by wi-fi enabled thingamabobs but if it's really that hopeless and the world's filled with mopers we're all just resigned to our fate Then why do I feel the rush and the pull And the flush of excitement that comes when we innovate? We are live from tomorrow And we're sending forth a missive for today Making big plans for a future Where tomorrows are more than just okay Tomorrow's not last Tuesday, so hey, let's make it great By cavorting with folks who dream and ideate We are live from tomorrow and it starts with the spark today Where Dorothy is a screenwriter, Jimmy here also works at an investment bank Just like I used to My name is Peter Tomato, potato And why are you in this coffee shop in the middle of a Friday morning, Jimmy? Well, I'm playing hooky, Matt uh, My day job doesn't challenge me. I hear you. Hey, what about you, ma'am? What brings you in here today? Well, my name's Lila, and I'm the founder of a startup. My college roommate's mother is a venture capitalist, so I'm here meeting with her regarding the possibility of investment. I've got a tenuous connection to help me bring my dreams alive. All the pitching to and bitching from my stars, it's throwing me stride. But through the muck, I've got a vision, a VR world where all could sing. Can I sway these VC chums to help the world build seven rings? I want it, I got it. I'm in a dead-end day job vacuum, just sucking up a stream of crap. They say I'm a banker, I've got a nice suit, but I can tell my mind's just going swap. I told the bosses that fintech partners could help us actually keep the pace. 
But will these codgers let my ideas finally be embraced? We are live from tomorrow and we're sending out a message to our friends. Today's the day to carpe diem, help them see how great I do. You are sounding great. What about you, ma'am? What brings you in here? I'm Chelsea. I'm a journalist, which, let's face it, means that I'm sitting here thinking up headlines that stoke enough outrage to be clicked on without context so that advertising revenue goes back into the pockets of two giant Silicon Valley companies and maybe, possibly, the news publisher that hired me. I have a master's degree. And you? My name is Harriet, and I'm a corporate attorney representing the oil executives who strangle small mammals, a lucrative and well-sized client base. But my passion is improv, Matt. And what about yourself, sir? I'm Darren, and I'm a project manager at a PR firm about to launch a B2B SaaS platform. I'm here because that's just too many letters. So all of you are in some way dissatisfied with your day jobs? Yes. yes. And does tomorrow seem just as awful as today? Yes. yes. Well, it sounds like you may need to embrace some innovation, folks. Lila, why not let Dorothy write your script, then film it and do some crazy VR with it? Peter at the bank doesn't listen to your ideas. Work with your Harriet. She simply knows no fear. Improv and business, I get it. Delicious. Makes so much sense that I don't get that Sim is from Chelsea. You're sad. You work for the wealthy. Their ads are not headlines. Your writing's not healthy. So talk to sweet Darren. Just his mind's barren. Hell, can't tell the difference between LOLs and Ruffles. from me. I've quit my job, folks. I get it. It's scary. I know. Where is my safety net? Can I on myself bet? What if I have nothing to show? But guess what? New ideas, they do not have to wait until you're self-employed, done with a job you hate. You can still inject some hope into your workplace, I can assure you. Startup is never too late. Whether you're inside or outside, don't hesitate. Embrace it, you know it. The letters they number eight. Come on, sing it with me, it'll feel so great. I N N O V A T E, believe me. Let's Got a cortado that's piping hot. Let's do what we can, do it, can do it live in a brighter day. Live from tomorrow and it starts with a spark today. Hey, okay. Hey, everybody, that was very inspiring, but uh, again, coffee shop, not a theater, okay? Thank you. So, tonight's show. Yes, tonight's show. It's all about, did you see, did you see that everyone was singing? Everyone was singing with me, that was, okay. <clears throat> it's all about, uh, all about the future of New York City. 
What will New York look like in the year 2118? And in each episode, you do an interview too. So here are the leaders in technology, here are the leaders in politics and business and science. Exactly. And I want to pull back the curtain on innovation, Natasha. And when I get on stage, I want to raise the curtain on opening night. Hey, show business, man, may I have another latte? Still not how a coffee shop works, Matt. Yeah, I love it. The eccentricities of Brooklyn. So what's the first sketch of the night going to be? Well, even this can be part of the show. It's a podcast for the ears. And when we do the live shows, we record those as audio too. I'm headed straight to rehearsal after this, as a matter of fact. Tonight we're asking what will all aspects of New York look like in the future? What will comedy in this city look like 50 or 100 years from now? I mean, as we continue to integrate new technology innovations into our lives, is every comedy podcast going to be a Mark Maron-esque interview show? What the tech in ears? What the tech bots? Those of you putting in sweat equity? What the Texas is the Lone Star Staters? It's Monday, October 19th, 2048, and I want to talk to you about bots. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to you about bots. Now, we all know that they're hot, right? They're funny now, they're in the comedy clubs, but I remember when the first bots started coming to the comedy clubs, you know what I mean? And I'll admit, I, I, I was skeptical, you know? Because, look, I'm a professional human being comedian, okay? And that takes a lot of sliding down the pit of self. So enough out of me. This is me, Matt Hooper, and the Abexatron 4000. Do it up! Let's do it, baby! Oh, all right, guys, now, you know, look. <laughs> I'm still pinching myself. I never thought you guys would be in the same room together, and I know this is painful. I know you were a comedy team, first robot and human comedy team, and I know it ended badly. So I thank, I thank you for being here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm ready to talk about stuff. I'm over it. Hopefully we're both at peace. Well, we're trying. Okay, all right. All right, you, get, you feel the tension. You see? You okay. see, this is what it's like. It's just these little, highly targeted, incredibly specific digs at me all day long. It's like spending the weekend with my parents. What exactly happened to you guys? What happened? Well, we were the first of our kind, you know, which, which can be scary. Don't pat yourself on the back too hard, schmuck. Might hurt yourself. I, I remember we met at an open mic. Uh, remember it vividly. I had just finished a set and, and this robot walked into the club and she was beeping and making sounds and she just slayed. The place. I mean, she could she could personalize all of her jokes. She was funny and, and unbelievably efficient. She had a tight five seconds. Ooh, that's tight. Absolutely freaking nobody was doing what I was doing. Yeah. I was a pioneer, like Lenny Bruce, if he were sponsored by Google. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. All right, well, let's get into some of your successes, okay? Because you know, <clears throat> from June to August 2036, I mean. There was nobody hotter than you guys in the village, you know what I mean? Matt and Bex, it was all over the place. I mean, who could forget Bot Yancey and Jay-Z? <laughs> you know? Body and Clyde, you know? <laughs> the 2,000 gigabot old man. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, you did a pretty faithful who's on first. There's nothing, no real twist there. No, you just, just said it was by Abbott and Costello, course, yeah. and, and, you know, I was good at that. I, I mean, listen, I, I can't, I don't want to stir the pot here, but I did notice just yesterday on Twitter you were trolling Matt's live from tomorrow, so this very show, you were, you, were, you were saying some pretty harsh stuff. 
Well, it's a little campy, no? <laughs> what? I can't have my own opinion? Oi, they is mere. What? This is exactly how my programmer treated me, viewing me only through the lens of his own experience. You and I used to love musical medleys. I mean, that's why we did our show in New York in the first place, the home of Broadway. I guess musical medleys can be funny sometimes. Sure. So, are we good? We're good. Hey, Bexatron 4000? We're good. Shit, bro. We're great. All right. Thank you, dress rehearsal audience, for your applause. I, I'd say this was the best rehearsal yet. All right, cast and crew, you guys feel as good as I do? Man, uh, can we play the opening theme through once more? Uh, sure. John, you ready to announce? Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Live from Tomorrow. Tonight's guest, Mark Anthony Thomas, Senior Vice President of Partnerships at the New York City Economic Development Corporation. Now, put your hands together for your host, the Tower of Tech, the maker of machine musicals, Matt Hooper! Matt, I have a question. Howdy, Bones. Uh, absolutely. Take a ride down in the elevator with me. The band sounds great, huh? They do, but uh, maybe it's none of my business. I'm only an actor in this show. Nonsense. And... We're a team, Bowens, an ensemble. <laughs> French. Sacre bleu, I'm excited. But yeah, I'm an open book. Ask me anything. How can you afford to pay for tonight's show? That's classified. I'm kidding. We received a small amount of sponsorship from Google Cloud. And what's this building? It looks like we're in the Jetson. 10 Hudson Yards. Heck of an address. You're right. This whole part of town looks like the future, doesn't it? I mean, we're doing a show tonight in New York about the future of New York in a building that feels like the future of New York. I guess I'm just surprised that what you wanted to be this whole time was like a song and dance man. Well, it's a way to celebrate all that I care about. And it helps to get other people to care. Would you care about how this building is, yes, an innovative addition to the city unless I sang about it? I don't think I'd care even if you sang about it. Here. What are you doing? Why did you stop the elevator? It's not every day an office building lets you host a variety show on their premises sponsored by a massive technology company. Do the doors always open and close like that? We're in between floors. It's because everybody is trying to figure out a new way to talk about corporate innovation. Like us, right? We're a show all about innovation, so we have to find a way to be innovative. Don't play with the button! This is an energy-efficient elevator. Heck, an energy-efficient building! So? So, Bowens, how often do you actually get to experience the excitement, the promise, the hope of the new? This is a new neighborhood, a new design, a new... Playground for billionaires? It's not anything yet. It's what we make it. This building is a platform. It's an easel. It's a blank page. It's what we build tomorrow on. I... I think I can hear it. You can, can't you? Here, let's step out into this office. But people are working. Ooh, nice staplers. A little analog. You can't play with people's staplers, Matt. But they sound so cool, Bowens. Ooh, and here, look at this view. You can see the whole Hudson River. Hey, go ahead, lean on that window. No! Afraid of heights? No, I just don't. Whoa! Where else do windows sound like that? Matt, this is, it's so innovative. Excuse me, do you gentlemen work on this floor? You can't be no, here. No, ma'am, I do not. But we are performing a show on the 48th floor later at the SAP Leonardo Center, sponsored by Google Cloud. SAP, the software company? That's right. What do you mean, a show? Ooh, nice desk. 
May I open the drawer? Well, that's my desk, and I don't think that it's... <laughs> Listen to that! I didn't know my desk makes that sound. Hey, Trish, these guys are doing a show up at SAP on the 48th floor. Google's sponsoring it. What? A show? It's a musical variety show about innovation. Come on up if you want. Starts at 7. Is that where the music's coming from? No, Trish. The music is coming from all around us. This is the sound of innovation if you know how to listen. That doesn't mean anything. Hey, Matt, look. I'm up on her desk. <laughs> I should tell you to get down from there, but I'm far too amused. Come on, folks. Well, I don't know if I... Whoa! That's right. Embrace it. Right here. Inject a little of that innovation into your office life, friends. <laughs> All right. Now, let's head upstairs and start the show, huh? This is it. Oh, excuse me. Oh, hey, here. Let's get in the front row. Martha, how did you hear about this show again? LinkedIn. Something about innovation and musical comedy. It, it called to me. And besides, we are always saying how we need to shake things up. That MFB is too big, too bureaucratic a corporation. You're right, Martha. We've got to stay hip. Millennial talent is leaving in droves. Well, it's hard to convince young people to work in a 200,000-person, 100-year-old company. Think back when you were graduating college. Where would you have rather gone to work? For the proverbial man or for yourself? Where all you'd need was a Wi-Fi connection and a laptop. We didn't have Wi-Fi when I graduated college. Oh, you know what I mean. Oh, it's starting. I'm your host, Matt Hooper, until they find someone better. And uh, the question we are all trying to answer tonight, of course, is what will the next century of life in New York City bring? Right? What will New York City look like in the year 2118? I'm not going to be answering and asking all these questions just by myself, however. I'm here to talk to the public officials, the startup founders, the women and men who are accelerating innovation right here in the city that never sleeps. Right? Give yourselves a round of applause. Be part of something. the subway of course is who controls it is it the governor is it the mayor i mean i read all these different things and i need to get an answer to this if i want to know how to build the greenest most innovative most inclusive new york city possible tomorrow because at its core new york city is a city of transportation transportation <laughs> innovation What's it called? That, that show? Yeah, it's a parody bit. Fights off all congestion, puts New Yorkers safety first. The governor, the mayor, transportation. And it's not just transportation that is worth, thank you, thank you. It's not just transportation that is worth trying to assess and figure out. It's also climate change, right? I mean, you've all read the UN study recently. The sea level is rising all around us. Well, will I even be able to afford to live in this city in the future? I mean, for years, the only ways I've been able to keep costs down in this town is by having a roommate. Oh, what I wouldn't give for a little biddle shittle bit of privacy. If I had no roommates, I'd be a little biddle fiddle shittle diddle bit alone. Day and night, I'd settle in for fun. 
If I were the only one, I'd have no need for earplugs or socks on doors for when there's diddle biddle fiddling done. All day long, I'd hang out on my own. Sublet, it'll call it all my own. Matt, 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 I'm trying to, I'm trying to study, man. In the next room, why are you, uh, why are you singing? Why are you singing? Sorry, I, I, yeah. Why are you, are you wearing a beard on no, your face? No, no, I'm not. A... That's a fake beard you got on your face. What's going on? Uh, it's, it's one day I might grow a real beard, and so it's a, like a preview. Dude, I'm worried about you. Yeah, you, yeah it's fair. I'm gonna, you got to talk to someone. That's not normal. Just keep it down, okay? Sure, thank you. Sorry, I'm studying. Sorry. Thank you. It's okay. I'd hang all my posters anywhere I want them and dance around entirely in the nude. Posters of my favorite films and TV shows, like Sex in the City 2, no judgment. There would be no one to say, stop singing so loud, man, and I wouldn't have to sleep near smelly dudes. And if someone asked who let one rip, I'd know. If I had no roommates, I'd be in Idle, Biddle, Fiddle, Stuart, Little, Biddle, After the show, let, let's talk to this guy. I wonder if he'd be interested in working with us. <gasps> he might be able to help MFB look, dare I say, innovative. Mark Anthony Thomas! So, I ask this question pretty much of you every time we actually get a cup of coffee, but what do you get to do all day long? That's an incredible title, SVP Partnerships. What does that mean you do during the day? Uh, it's funny, when I was looking at the role, I was like, what does an SVP a partnerships do for EDC? So, I'll, so you're not alone, right? Um, <laughs> but when you think about all the cool things that want to happen in New York City, um, to create jobs, to create innovation, to really make the city like the next cool version of itself. Uh, I get to be a part of those conversations. And I actually get to help facilitate those type of connections, those type of things that will actually advance the future of the city. And so let's talk about that for a second from a high level, because you came to us from LA. That's correct. And, uh, but, but New York is now, I think, the number two global ecosystem for starting new technology businesses, right? Because I remember, and I think it was sort of a recessionary reaction when everybody began to start businesses. It was like Foursquare and Zanga were some of the biggest companies opening offices here, but it's sustained far longer than the skeptics originally believed it would. So what is the key for startup development growth in this town and how has it become number two so quickly? Yeah, and so I'll be honest, I was skeptical when I left New York that New York would be this like innovation hub, right? Like you look at the industries that were dominant in New York 10 years ago. Uh, under Michael Bloomberg, the city made some very strategic investments to seed what are successful pillars to grow innovation across sectors. And I think they just made the right bets. Um, also, EDC, which really helped administer a lot of those ideas and those sector investments, really was very forward-thinking and made some good calls. At the same time, how innovation happens started to be more equitable, right? And so I think when you look at the sectors that were being disrupted, the sectors that eventually will change or evolve, New York is kind of well positioned to be a, a, a melting pot or an experimentation hub for that type of activity. Because of all the incumbent businesses here, because there's real estate here, there's finance here. That's correct, right? Got it. And so naturally, those things combined with being geographically well positioned and having this amazing pool of talent 
just kind of make us well positioned long term for not only maintaining our second place position, but I think advancing that. How does New York stay competitive and or become number one? Like, is it going to be through the birth of co-working spaces or innovation spaces like this? Corporate offices opening their doors to working with startups. Do you believe that startups are the way of doing it? Or is it a sort of mixture of entrepreneurship and attracting some of the biggest employers from around the world to here, to, to come work here and open up shop? I think that will help. To me, where I'm really betting is in two areas. One, I think the diversity of the city offers a, a, a unique opportunity that Silicon Valley and other places don't have to really create products that are inclusive. Yeah. And thus, we have to make sure the population is a reflection of the tech sector. And I think the more we make that happen, the more vibrant and the more types of investments will happen here. Um, the second, internationally, I think we are on par to be the world's global head of mm -hmm. tech. So I've been at EDC for two years. Yeah. I think I've met probably every major global EDO or economic development organization in my two-year period because people all come to New York, they all have interaction here. And I think the more we leverage that, the better position we are to be like that UN for tech. Uh, and finally, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, what do you expect New York City is going to look like in the year 2118? I, I think all five boroughs will have the type of innovation you see in Flatiron and parts of Brooklyn. It will look different. It will be kind of like a lab of just cool urban innovation and infrastructure. I think New York's kind of well positioned just because we have the right grit as a city and we have the right kind of combination of people to just make cool things drive whatever the world will look like. All right, thank you folks. Give it up for our guests from the NYC EDC, Mark Anthony Thomas. Now, I'm going to step off stage for just a few, but before I go, I'd like you all to give a warm, live from tomorrow, welcome to our next set of performers. They are a tech-focused hip-hop duo and the authors of the new biographical musical, Wozniak. Please enjoy this preview of what is sure to be the biggest hit of next year's Broadway season. Ladies and gentlemen, Ram Storage. of how the world got the Mac. Mary Louise bagged her of Francis Jack. In San Jose, two young lovers performed the act. And nine, nine months later, out popped a baby boy genius named Wozniak. Bowens, Bowens, can you believe this? They're laughing. They're enjoying themselves. The audience is having fun. It's really exciting, Matt, but you need to get back out there and say goodnight to everyone. This is going to work. It's really going to work. Man, live recordings of the show interspersed with interviews I'll record separately. Yes, yes, podcasts are exciting, but the show isn't over yet. I know. I know, man. I'm going to say goodnight, thank them for coming out, and thank you too, Bowens, for, for being such an amazing performer and my friend. Okay, okay. Just get out there. Stop crying. I'm going. But I'm not making any promises. All right, everybody. Did you guys have a good time this evening? Did you have a good time this evening? I love it. All right. That is our show. I want to bring everybody who worked on this thing out. I want to thank everybody involved. I want to thank Max. Thank you. Thanks for coming, everybody. It means the world. Thank hey, you. Hey, Matt? Yeah? 
Martha Witherspoon. I'm with Machines for Business. MFB? Uh, wow, uh, yeah, I, I think I've heard of you guys. <laughs> These are some of my colleagues. We've never seen anything like this. Uh, good to meet you. <laughs> Co-working spaces like this one. Uh, the sheer number of entrepreneurs all around us. It's, well, it's pretty darn exciting for us corporate types to see them all in their natural habitat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We are so out of touch in corporate America, Matt. We need to be out here hanging with innovators like you, not cooped up in some ancient office 25 blocks uptown. Well, honestly, you all coming out tonight means so much. Is it true you used to work at a bank? And now you're singing and dancing up there like that? Wow, it's, I mean, you're, you're a card, okay? C-A-R-D. <laughs> uh, thank you, uh, MFB though, I mean, your legacy is remarkable. Oh. I, I get what challenges you're up against. It's hard to innovate from within. Oh, it's brutal. And that's why, once upon a time, even I left the good ship corporate. I had a startup of my own. Oh? Uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was cool. From June of 94 to March 11th, 1998, I was cool. Oh, that's how long the business lasted. We made a version of the Bop It game for N64 with an original score by the Wallflowers. That's very era-specific. But then you settle down, and you have a family, and it gets hard to say no to the steady paycheck. The corporate perks. Are you married? Do you have kids? I, uh, uh, no. I was engaged recently, but it didn't quite work out like I'd hoped. You know, I can be a bit much, I get it. Singing about innovation and business and tech, it's sort of a silly line of work. But silly is important in this world, and I'm, I'm passionate about this. And my fiance, well, she understood me, but- No, no, you shouldn't sing. If anyone is going to sing next, it's gonna be us, pal. Yeah! We corporates visiting startups, we know we can look suspicious. Guilty of not actually innovating, but merely performing innovation theater. <laughs> that, that's funny, because you know, in a way, Alive From Tomorrow is innovation theater. It's theater about- But what if I told you that I wanted to work with you? Really? If, yeah, what do you mean? It's not every corporate exec who's gonna be blunt with you, Matt. Most of us stay on the sidelines of startups. We never actually take the plunge. Uh, excuse me, how many corporate executives with or without the word innovation in their job titles are here tonight? <laughs> Looks like there's a lot of them, Martha. Well, my fellow corporates, it is with great pride and possibly with pleasure that we welcome you tonight to this marvelous co-working space, a place full of startup companies. <gasps> ping-pong tables and beanbag rooms for founders to hide away and ideate. <gasps> I see one! He's ideating now! And laptops instead of desktops, where email is checked not by using Outlook, but by Gmail. <laughs> the performance you saw this evening combined technology and comedy in a way that is very appealing to these young entrepreneurs, as it was all about innovation. Now we know many of you are looking to inject some innovation into your company cultures. And into your stock prices. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the most exciting ways to encourage a culture of innovation is by working with startups.
startups. But starting your own business is scary. So while startups seem cool, you probably don't want to give up your health insurance or your position as chief fun officer at the annual retreat. You can look, but you don't have to touch. Step right up, watch them code, tweet and text, work remote. Leave your day job, sure you might do, you're not quitting anytime soon. They take risks, they disrupt. How do I join in the fun? Well, you don't, so stop those questions. You have a mortgage, kids' expenses. Sure, they're agile, smart, and lean. And they all wear skinny jeans. But think about it, can these upstarts offer corporate credit cards? Well, sorry, if I may, uh, there's actually more to startup life than risk. There's also, you know, the reward. Oh, we get that, Hostman. Hostman? We're not knocking the startup life. We think you're cool. Yeah, but we just want to dip a toe in the water, see if it's warm. If we could just take a peek, we are startup curious. The lifestyle looks so sweet, but we are not so serious. Yeah, corporate life can sometimes make you feel furious. But you checked up for a 1K. Then you're nuts. So you just want to be around startups, but never actually join them? Oh, we want to be more than around them, Matt. We want to work with them. And post about how many hashtag cool founders we met at today's hashtag demo day on LinkedIn. Hashtag innovation, hashtag hashtags. But startups aren't just window dressing. They're teams of hardworking people all trying to build something, trying to take a product to market. Take my show, for example. Innovation Theater. No, well, yeah, but not how you mean it. What I'm trying to say is, if you actually worked with me on my show in some capacity, that would take time, effort, patience, and since what a startup really thrives on is money. We understand money. I'll very likely ask that one of your business units finance our collaboration. We don't have money. See? <laughs> that's the thing. You can't just lead startups on. I get that small companies are fun to like admire from afar. Heck, I felt similarly when I worked in a big company, but... We may get you excited, then reveal we're a tease. That's just par for the course for us, accustomed to a life of ease. So we chat, and we talk. May not do business at all, cause startups won while corporates learn to walk. That doesn't mean we can't get along. If we could just take a peek, we are startup curious. Great, everyone, you can all take five. Uh, Martha, <gasps> you were an entrepreneur yourself once. Uh -huh. You know what startups need from corporates, and it's not to be gawked at or temporarily placed on some pedestal. It's, it's to be collaborative and produce something new, something that moves both partners forward and that neither the corporate nor the startup could accomplish alone. Way ahead of you, Matt. Look, I couldn't keep away from the corporate teat for very long. 
Maybe we should form the kind of collaboration you're talking about. Something neither of us can do alone? How would you feel about hosting an event for MFB? Host? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, uh, uh, definitely. Is that offensive? Can you say that anymore? Tate? Anyway, I'm on the corporate innovation team, and we produce these live streams at different conferences we sponsor. I think what you do, the shtick, your in-jokes for the innovation community, might help MFB promote some products to the startup ecosystem. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, wow, okay, so <laughs> you'll need a host for live stream videos that you produce at different conferences? Oh, hold your horses, Palomino. I know we have a conference coming up, Q1 in Copenhagen. Lots of young companies, a lot of hot startups should be there. Oh, my, uh, you're, you're talking about the blockchaining the Nordics conference. I am. Last year, you had some of the most famous people in Denmark there. <laughs> yeah, they were great. Great Danes. I figured, well, you know, used to work at a bank, blockchain, tomato, potato. I, I, Martha, I can absolutely talk about blockchain. In fact... No! No! We've all got to get home. No time for more songs. Okay. <laughs> okay. And hey, I'll ping some of my colleagues and circle back with you soon. In the meantime, here's my card. Thank you, Martha. Thank you. And this innovation comedy thing? You're on to something, pal. What's the scoop, Hoop? Feel good about last night's show? I think so. And it's led me directly to my new life. I am a host. It's nice to see you so excited. Thank you. People seem to really like the show. The songs, the skits, that interview with Mark Thomas. Definitely. It almost made me want to quit my job and start a business in New York. Really? Nope. Here you go, two lattes on the house. Wanted to make sure you didn't have to get up. Thank you. Because if you're sitting, you're not singing, right? So, enjoy those. This is so kind of Anytime. You. Just no singing. No singing? Yep. No singing. So, this live stream gig with MFB in Copenhagen, when is it? Q1 2019, but it hasn't been confirmed yet. And don't worry, I know what you're thinking. I need a lot more practice before I take on such an important job. So, that's why I volunteered to conduct a series of interviews starting next Monday at the UN Global Goals Week. High-profile speakers engaging in the greatest fight of our time, the fight against climate change. Episode two is all about innovation in climate science. Plus, you know, I, I did just quit my job. I need a gig. Right, bills to pay. It's liberating. In fact, it's terrifying. But there is no day like today to realize your dreams, is there, Natasha? Unless it's tomorrow. My fellow coffee drinkers, what say you to a little song and dance, eh? The adventure is only beginning. up our first episode, folks. Thank you for listening. I want to thank everybody who worked on this show, which will include the unusual practice of reading my own name in the, uh, in the third person. <laughs> uh, our cast, in alphabetical order, Matthew Walters-Bowens, Matt Hooper, Kelly Quinn, Shai Tamari, and Anne Veal. And additionally featuring Max Azule, Natasha Banskapal, Abby Easton, Ben Easton, Mark Levy, John Lynn, Dan O'Malley, and Francis Simowitz. Our executive producer, Aaron Kressner. 
Our guest, Mark Anthony Thomas, who now serves as the president of the Pittsburgh Regional Alliance. Score by Ben Easton. Music and lyrics by Mark Levy and Ben Easton, with additional lyrics by Matt Hooper. The band is the Academy Blues Project, and their members are Mark Levy, Ben Easton, Trevor Brown, and Jim Bloom. Sound designed and mixed by Barbaros Kynock. And this show is written and edited by Matt Hooper. Thank you. <laughs>